Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another evolution of the Tinted Reality Show. Follow us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Radio, and all major podcast platforms. Let's do this. What up, world? It's your boy Rio. And your boy E Fights. And this is the Tinted Reality Show. Let's, Let's go. go. Yo, 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 yo. What up, big dog? What's up, big homie? Yes, sir. Tinted Reality Show Season 2. We back at it. Happy New Year like we never left. Check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, any and everywhere you get your podcast, Stitcher. Get at your people, Rob, with your boy. It's going to be a beautiful year, man. We're going to make money this year and make it, make it do what it do, baby. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year, man. Had a family. Yeah, man. Hey, we coming out of 2021 swinging for the daggone fences, bro. We got a special guest in the house tonight. My main man, Money Making Mitch, is in the building. Say what up, Hey, how, how's everybody doing? What's going on, Mario? How you doing? Yeah, fight. He's so smooth oh, with it. He just, man. you know what I'm just come through. <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like Ozzy Smith, you know what I'm saying? Just making his catch is just effortless. You know what I'm saying? Real smooth with it. Yeah. It's a beautiful time, bro. Yeah, we we gonna jump in it and uh, you know, hopefully we make this this season of the Tenth Reality Show a very special one for everybody out there, man. Our, our goal is to offer something different each and every week, whether it be small business, finance, tech, what have you. You know, we're gonna really try to bring a lot more substance to the season, um, and obviously a lot more of the uh, the uh, the daily topics, man, because they're gonna keep on coming, uh, especially like right now. What a time to be alive, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a time to be alive. We definitely uh, witness a, a witness a bit of history, man. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to ease into it, but I think we just need to go ahead and rip the bandaid off, bro. Like, come on, man. So the bandaid uh, they, been ripped off. Yeah, the bandaid been gone, man. You know, we in tourniquet mode right now. We just trying to apply pressure and trying to stop the bleeding at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they tell me, they tell me that the last time that the capital had been overrun, overtaken, or, or breached, what have you, was in the War of 1812. Yep, 1914. Yeah, somewhere up in there, right? So here we are in the year of our Lord, <laughs> 2021, and we got some Tom Foolery going on at our nation's capital, gentlemen. Let's dive in there yeah. and get it. What were we on? You know, the, the, the Confederate flag actually never reached the capital mm-hmm. at any point of the Civil War, right? Never. And what's interesting, you know, because yeah, you want me to dive in, right? You know, yes, sir. Uh, yes, so sir. Yeah. you know, that, let me let me tell you what's interesting about that is that you know you see a lot of these Americans. They say they're very patriotic, right? Mm. And they 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 are you know holding that flag on their shoulder, right? And they uh, they say, hey, the reason is because I believe in what it stands for. I don't believe in the slavery. But mm. I believe in what that flag stands for, right? So we kind of get wrapped up in that because not we as in, you know, whether it be the black community, just we as a whole get wrapped up and say, okay, maybe that's what they believe in. Maybe there's something special about that flag that we don't know, right? Mm. Uh, but so let's let's go back in history for a second, and then we can dive into that, right? Okay, take so, me down there. Take me down memory lane. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know I'm saying so. That flag represents the Confederate States of America. Right. I want your viewers to know that as well, that Confederate States of America, the Confederate States of America consisted of first seven slave states. 
These were states that did not want to change, uh, uh, you know, to the new system of America, right? Um, that was trying to get away from slavery. Once that happened, four other states said, "Hey, I want to, I want to join your cause." Because think about it: if back in the day, a lot of big owners are making money off plantations. Yep. Why would you want to get rid of your slave? That's your workforce. I mean, yeah. I got to get a real job. I got to get a real job. Hold <laughs> up. Right? I got to pay people way more I'm paying than slaves, right? Exactly. You know? So these four others jumped on board. So now you have 11 states. Seven of them were slave states, 11 total that, that, that went ahead and joined the Confederate Army, right? So what were their views, right? That's important to understand what their views were, mm-hmm. right? They they had two basic views that were different than the Union because it was the Union versus the Confederate uh, Army, right? So they had two basic uh, um, things that or subjects that they felt near and dear to. One of them was slavery. You already know that, right? The second one is what everyone gets wrapped up into, right? So the second one is states' rights. States' rights. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. So they believe that there was no need for a centralized federal government. And that not having a centralized federal government would allow each state to act or be able to represent themselves and be sovereign within their own, right? Yep. To be able to act in a manner in which each state wanted to, right? So if, if Mississippi wanted slaves, they'd be able to have slaves. If Pennsylvania didn't, they wouldn't have to. I think Pennsylvania, because I'm a huge Steelers fan, right? <laughs> and, right? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, they're scratching their heads. You know, Steelers, you know, they're the best. So you got to so, so, but, but ultimately, that's kind of you know they want each state to be able to come with their own. Imagine if that happened, right? Mm. Uh, Fife, you know you, you're from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, road tie, sir, indeed, yes. There you go, right? So, so, so that means that if you Alabama was, was one of those seven states, that means that if your ancestors came from Alabama, you would never have the option to leave Alabama. Mm-hmm. Because they would have made, kept you a slave. By you running away as a slave, you would have been hung, killed, or whatnot. So what opportunity would you have had to be free if there was no centralized federal government that allowed us to be accepted as, you know, free men in today's society? Absolutely. So when they hold that flag and they walk into the Capitol building, right, that established our right to be free black men, mm. right? That, that is a huge insult, right? Not, not, not only walked in that. with it, walked around proudly. Like that was a, a that that image will forever be ingrained in my in my memory bank of that guy just sitting there walking into the rotunda, you know, mm-hmm. flag draped on shoulder, bro. Like that that yeah. that symbol of like Olympus have has fallen, right? That's what that remind me of. Here's the question yeah. I have. What you got, dude? If you're proud to be an American and you get mad when people kneel for the national anthem, why didn't you have that flag instead of an American flag? If the stars and stripes mean so much to you that somebody can't kneel while it's being played, yep. where was the American flag during that? Exactly. Exactly. Why were there nooses? Why were there nooses? outside they had nooses and nooses stands outside right yeah. and a lot of people they talk about fake news i get it right you know every uh media industry has their own people that they need to pull off right, right? i got that right? right but when you see pictures 
I get Photoshop and all that. Like I said, I'm an IT guy, right? I get that, right? Exactly. But when you see, when you see pictures or video, it's very hard to uh, change a video. I know they have the technology out there, but it's very hard in real time to change that footage when people mm. are seeing things on FaceTime, FaceTime Live, right? Things like that, where you're seeing real time uh, uh, analysis of what is happening out there, right? right? You know, it's almost nearly impossible to change that as it's happening, right? So when you're seeing nooses out there, when you're seeing uh, noose stands out there, when you're seeing people with Confederate flags out there, right? Um, you know, you're seeing people that are um, that are known uh, in the anti-Semitic um, white supremacist world out there, right? You know. You have to start uh, really questioning if you're if you're a supporter of whether it be Trump and I feel really bad for the Republican Party, right? But if you feel if you feel if you if you're a Trump supporter, you have to really start questioning your values. And I'm, I apologize for saying that, right? I'm I'm I don't I'm independent, right? I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, right? You know what I'm saying? But when you start talking about your basic values as a person, right? You have to start really. Um, asking yourself, is this what I want to stand by? Is this the person I want to be? You know. And to that, I say yes. There, I, I am. I am. I have. I'm at the point in my life where I have no hesitation whatsoever to say and saying that the people that are there want to be out there, point blank and period. And some shape, form, or fashion, they identify with the ideology of all those groups because. The key word here is intersections, right? Intersections. At some point, your ideology, whether it's Trump, whether it's be something anti-Semitic, whether it be America first, make America gate again, there's an intersection in which your point of views cross. And that would mm -hmm. brought you together at that particular point in time. That would motivate you to, to storm the Capitol and so on and so forth. And to have that blatant disregard for law and order, as they so much claim that they have, that we have a Capitol Hill police officer lying dead right now based on the actions of these people. So yeah. I, I I am a firm believer that nobody, anybody and everybody out there to me, when they say you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, the baby is out with the bathwater. Like oh, yeah. you, you yeah. may have one or two just in the background, like I don't really know what's going on. I took a wrong left and saw a lot of people. I got out of my car. You know, <laughs> but yeah. other than that, and, and I gotta, I gotta clear something up that I yeah. said real quick, Spike. Is is that you know when I say I feel bad for the Republican Party, right? It's not that I feel like they're doing the right thing or anything like that by <laughs> far, right? You know, I, I gotta make sure I clear that up for for you know for the listeners and for you guys uh, sitting here right now. I feel like they sold their soul. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and 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 they sold their number one. It doesn't you know number one don't sell your soul to anybody. Right. That's number one. Right. Number two, if you're going to um, stand beside beside someone and say, this is the person I'm going to support. Right. Um, you know, never lose yourself in that process. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And they lost themselves in the process. So now they've given, you know, my mom used to always tell me, be careful who you give power to. Mm. Right. Well, if you have power. Right. If you have power, whether, I, you know, uh, uh, Mario in your position, uh, you know, fights in your position, me in my position, regardless if it's even at work in, in, a, in a workplace. Right. And you have the opportunity to promote someone. 
right? You need to make sure that he's not only technically capable, right, and has the potential, but he needs to also be character. Mm -hmm. he, he, he needs to also have the right character to suit the job because you don't want to promote a narcissist. You don't want to promote someone who's nefarious. You don't want to promote someone who is only, you know, only focuses on self-interest. And what what the Republicans did was they thought that they could get over on the system by boosting this guy on a certain pedestal. Mm. And what happened was it got knocked from underneath them, and now they went flat on the ground and they don't know what to do, right? Uh -huh. That's that's it, one hundred percent. The chickens came home to roost. They saw how popular this guy was because he spoke to America's fears. He spoke to the demagoguery. He spoke to the you know whatever you want to put out there. He catered to the worst of us, and then a lot of people who didn't think they they thought like that realized. I mean, I have everybody got tons of people just like, damn, he uh, he a trumper. And it, it caught you off guard, right? Because he tapped into that insecurity of, well, maybe the Mexicans are bad people. You know, he tapped into that mm -hmm. in certain people and he turned, he activated them, so to speak. And then as they boosted them up and boosted them up and boosted them up, all those, they, the evangelists ignored those character flaws. They ignored every single thing about it. The GOP ignored the fact that, that he's boosting it and ballooning the budget out of control. And they're supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility, right? And, and they, they, they put all that to the side because it was politically expedient to have their guy to do their bidding on their terms. However, comma, they didn't expect that dog to turn around and bite that hand that was feet. And now I'm, I'm looking at this right now. You got Lindsey Graham being berated in the airport and all of these people who that he was just catering to and spoon feeding red meat to all this time as a, as a diehard Trumper. And when he jumped up there the other day, he said, it's over. Forget about it, Biden won, it's over. Now these people are dogging him at the airport. This, this video is crazy of, of him being berated at the airport, but they were just tamping him 48 hours ago. You see what I'm saying? So now that the tables have turned, they are in a very interesting position. I, I, I dare I say that the GOP is gonna be behind the political curve for for at least another uh, election cycle, hands down. Oh yeah, he's oh, yeah. Jim Jones without the Kool Aid. Boom. He didn't have an exit plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's all it he, was. He, he just like, well, I just keep, I just keep going. They let me make it up, and they keep going for it. I'm popular. People like me. I'm making up as I go along. He yeah. had no. And now people are trying to, like you said, people are trying to jump ship. It's too late. Yeah. Right. So you have people like Mike Mulvaney, right? You got people like Bet, uh, what's her name, Betsy uh, DeVos, right? The Education Secretary. You got people like, uh, you know, there. I think there was another one uh, you know, a few hours Secretary. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that are jumping ship, right? And they're saying, okay, this is it, right? This is the 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 breaking point for me, right? Like thirteen days, yeah, thirteen <laughs> days from when the guy leaves, uh, uh, you know, and that, that's what's wrong with the electoral college, you know, because mm -hmm. the, the electoral college is there to certify what the people want, right? And so what they, what they, what seven, I believe it was seven of the Republicans did was they went in there and tried to change the vote of their constituents, yeah. right? They tried to say, well, 
Pennsylvania voted Democrat, but I, in this electoral college, I want to uh, object to that. And I want to say those X amount of millions of votes don't count. And since this is the electoral college, I speak for all of my constituents since I'm a Republican, yep. right? But you're, you know, you're not there to change what has already been voted on. You're there just to verify that the vote was done correctly. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those guys sat in there and, you know, millions and millions of, of constituents that they had sat there and voted and they really were just going to overturn what they said, right? What, what the people voted for, right? You know, it's mind blowing. That's 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 where we are. I, I think our politics have become so polarized to this point that they feel emboldened to even attempt to make a move like that. Like you know what I mean? Like the, the historically, that never would have happened. Like it, it would have been exactly would have been this cere- ceremoniously thing. I ratify you know X amount of votes from the state of Alabama, and that would have been it. Everybody cares on them, but goes about their business. You know what I mean? But these people. This guy was so popular within the party that these people know in two years when they're coming up for re-election that 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 angry mob that was out there is going to say, you bailed on him when he needed you, when you had an opportunity to do so. That's that's why they did that. And I mean, I'm, I'm in Missouri. I mean, you in Missouri too. I mean, Josh Hawley. Yeah. You know, he, he the same time this guy is, is saying, I'm going to object to the, you know, to the findings or what have you. He's doing it at the same time as he's putting out a campaign, you know, thing. So, hey, give me money, asking for donations at the same time. Because he know that they revved up. And, as, you know, because they know people be like, oh, he repping for us? Send him 100 bucks. Let's go. Like, little yep. games like that, you know? It's weird. And, and we, you know, uh, Josh Hawley, right? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. You guys can look this up. Uh, fact check me, right? But this was the same guy who, um, when he was running, right? And we, 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 like you said, we're in Missouri. When he was running, he had an incident at his house where he said Antifa was, um, you know, had tiki torches and banging on his door and scaring his kids and all yeah. this crazy stuff. And then video came out of, you know, the protesters that were actually out at his house. Like five right? People. Yeah, it was like five people and they were all just sitting there peacefully. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, not saying that they weren't protesting, but they were very peaceful, you know. So and he made such a huge deal about that to put Antifa. And I'm not you know, I don't get into all that. Right. You know, what I'm saying I believe that, um, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter because we're seeing, you know, Antoine Rose. I grew my, my brother is one block away from his mother. I grew up in Rankin, Pennsylvania, you know, in the middle of the project where my brother uh, knows Antoine Rose's mother. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think of uh, Ahmad Aubrey. You know what I'm saying? I think of individuals that uh, are are getting put down by the police for small infractions, right? In, in the military, right? If I shoot an insurgent, a terrorist, a known terrorist in the back after I detain him, let's say he's running away, and I shoot him in the back. Who goes to jail? Me. Because he is he is not posing a, 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 I have to match his threat level, right? 
if he is about to shoot me, I can shoot him. If he's throwing rocks at me, I can throw rocks at him, right? Right? I cannot, if he's throwing rocks at me, I can't shoot him, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so we have soldiers. Yeah, exactly. We have escalation of force. So we have soldiers that are in Leavenworth right now that serve our country, right? Yeah. That have ruined their entire life for 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 a bad a bad decision, right? A second. Yep. Yep. But we have individuals that stormed the Capitol. We got black people dying every month, right? Literally, I can't go a month without seeing somebody on the news that got that that that's dead that's that's black, right? Yep. But but p- individuals can go in the Capitol, and they're holding their hands to help them down the stairs, right? Or the or the police is taking selfies. Waving them in, moving the barriers out the way, right? So, How discouraging as a black man is that? Uh, I have heard a lot of people say this, and I'm probably gonna piss some people off, but I don't care. Talk to And the reason it might have took police so long to get there is because they had to change their clothes. Yeah. They had to get out of their Trump support right. and then change to their uniform. I, I, I think to, to that point, Rio. So. I, I am of the mindset that two things happen, right? Two things happen with the the, the, the bum rush of, uh, of Capitol Hill. I think that there were parties at play, right? The, the, the string pullers, the puppet masters that knew that the president would go out there and rev those guys up, throw red meats to the base, get them all jacked up on daggone Hennessy and Red Bull and make them go crazy to come and want to score in the Capitol. They knew bigger, that. Bigger and Red Bull. And because if you look at it, in which the ease that they did it, the the, the soft natured approach by the police and, and things of that nature, I think you had two things happening, bro. I think you had him revving his people up to try to go in there and try to overthrow something to disrupt, to, dis- to dismay, to dislay anything that the progress that the people are trying to make on the floor. Right, mm-hmm. and then on the other side of that, you had those people up there that say, "You know what? He's going to do that. This is how we're going to counter. We're going to we're going to let them come in and just do what they do, to to as reasonably much as possible. We're going to let them do what they do. The response is going to be soft nature at best. We we may try to give a little bit of resistance or what have you, just to show the world that this man is unfit to be president. I'm because t- you can't." You can't get into a football game. You're talking about thousands of people can't burn and rush the gates of a football game. But they can rush the capital like that. And then when you when you hear the stories of of uh the was it the Virginia or the Maryland, the Maryland uh governor saying, I had, you know, I had five thousand five hundred National Guardsmen ready to go. I couldn't get the clearance to go. And at the end of the day, that he was ready. He was calling them. Should I send my guys? Stand by. Should I send my guys? Stand by. And then at the end of the day, some low-level staffer called him and gave him the green light. Not the sec def. Not, no, matter of fact, it was the... Uh, Somebody who felt like their life was in danger. No, they said it was a, a, a first a staffer called, and then second, the, the secretary of the army. That's not even his freaking job to do. Yeah. He called him and said, send your people. So yeah, think about how delayed that was. One of the, my favorite movies... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. One of my favorite movies is The Last Castle. Mm-hmm. And in The Last Castle, they save, 
fake coup. Yeah, they stage a fake coup, and they watch to see the response. Yep. So when they actually do have the coup, they know what the responses are going to be. So they have defenses ready for that. And I feel like this could have been the preparation. This could have been the don't nobody go in there with weapons. Everybody just go and we're going to take it over by numbers and just see how they react. The next time we come in, we come in there right. Bro, yeah. I, I, I pray to God that that isn't the case. Um, because this looks so bad on an inter- international. Everybody does a dry run first. Yeah, everybody does a dry run. But guess what? If, if anything that it showed, it showed those who wish to do America harm how to do it. It did that. Uh, it did that. That's, like, that's, that's all we got to do to take over. So right now, the, the, the evil do-gooders of the world saw that blueprint and they said, ah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they said. They're going to they gonna figure out how to do it with six people instead of mm-hmm. hundreds. And to that, let's say, so let's 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 take this conversation even further because one of the things that that, that I kept seeing on social media is, and I think, uh, I think Mitch kind of alluded to it was, what if those people were black? And you know, it's funny, black people don't even have to ask that question. You don't That's have to ask I'm like, why y'all mad, son? Yeah. <laughs> I think that goes a few, you know, the, I think there's a few things with that. One, it yeah, would never black, happen. Just minority. Right? Minority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Minority. I, I, think it, I think it would never happen, right? And the reason why I think, well, I mean, I, I, I I'm remiss to say that, right? I think that it would have have to take a lot. Yeah, so the reason why I say I don't think it would ever get to that point is because, um, you know, minorities, not just Blacks, right, but but minorities, right, Um, we know we're getting killed at an increased rate. We're not going to put our young kids, our, you uh, you know, siblings, our mothers, our fathers, we already know they're dying out there. We know the, the odds are against us if we pull something off like that. Uh, so we're going to protest from outside, right? You know, we, there was a protest uh, to um, there was a protest uh, to pull down the monuments, right? That the <laughs> Confederates put up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, little piece, small little piece of history here was. Those monuments were put up by the Confederate States of America when they were losing the war, yep. right? So they were losing the war, and they said, hey, we want people to remember our ideology or the lost cause, right? So we want people to remember it, so we're going to put these statues up. Yes, they should be ripped down. They should be ripped down because they represent a time in America when our values didn't match what we actually wanted our values to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Black people are not going to go in and storm the Capitol because we, we don't have to storm the Capitol get, to get treated the way we're yeah. getting treated. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't have to storm the Capitol get treated. Like, so we're not doing that, right? We're outside. And when we were outside protesting the streets, right? And what happened, right? White supremacists showed up. Agitators. And our agitators and our president at the time, and I know some people don't call him president, but hey, at the at the end of the day, that's who the people elected, right? Our president at the time is out there and he says, Well, there's good people on both sides. No, there's people who had a right to uh protest 
had it uh, planned out. They had a uh, uh, written approval, um, the whole nine. They did it peacefully. They didn't storm the Capitol or anything. And they tear gassed them. They backed them up. These, you know, these people were treated like animals. Now, if you take a glimpse at the Capitol, right, you see police officers taking selfies. You see them. You see them uh, helping a young lady down the down the uh, stairs, down the staircase of the Capitol. If she got up the stairs by herself, why she couldn't get down by herself? It's a lot easier gravity. It's you know what I'm saying. There has there has been <clears throat> a relationship slash correlation between law enforcement and white supremacy in this country uh, since its inception, right? And and the fact that the world got a chance to see it, black people knew that there was two Americas. What the fuck they think we was protesting about, right? We knew there was two Americas exactly. uh, this entire time. But now, when when I say the curtains peeled back, um, there's no one that looked at that what happened, and, and and could honestly say that that wouldn't have happened to you know minorities protesting to that matter. Now you about to get me started, Fike, right? <laughs> My Just, question, you know, reality I, show people. My yeah, question ahead, is, go. does anybody care? Yeah. Oh, that's a good because question. They put it in front of you, bro. But does anybody yeah. care? I don't know. If so, people so, on so on the pod saw me shaking my head, but I said no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But but let me let me let me challenge you with that real quick, right? Okay. I was in class. You know, I just graduated, right? I'm trying to be like Fikes when I grow up. Oh, I stop. Come on, man. I mean, I mean. So yeah, yeah. So so when I was in my statistics class, right, you know, uh, it was crazy, man. So I I took statistics. It was great class. Teacher was cool. White guy, right? And uh, throwing his name out there, anything like that. But um, he, we were on a virtual call. I needed some help with with learning some things or whatever. So he got on a virtual call with me, and we were talking, and. Um, in the middle of the conversation, because I'm a little older taking this class, we got into this real conversation. We could have been on the podcast, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we get in this conversation, and he says, you know, I, li- I lived in Missouri my whole life. I didn't realize this stuff was happening, right? You got to think we're in a time now where IG, Facebook, Snapchat, Facebook Live are capturing these things in real time, Isn't right? It? Exactly. We, as black or as minorities, have been seeing this all the time. When I came back from Iraq my, the first time, I bought an Acura 2005, right? I thought I was it was the smoothest car ever. Yes, sir. Right? It was, it was, yeah, cherry red. It was it was, oh, it was awesome. Black I put, cherry Joe. Yeah, yeah, tinted <laughs> windows with alpines in the back. You know what I'm saying? I was doing my thing. Very right? Yeah, so so you know, I saved up all my money. I was like, yes, right. Me and my boys, we went on a road trip. Went to Mobile, Alabama, right? That's that. Went to uh, uh, Georgia cool. down in uh, Thomasville, Thomasville, Georgia. Yeah, right. Went to Philly, right, uh, to see my family, and then we went uh, one other place. I think it was Florida, right? So we're on our way back to Missouri, right? And a cop pulls us over. Now my homeboys, they're sleeping in the back. We're all military. We're all tr- changing our lives. We're all successful. We're all making things happen. We just got back from Iraq, right? He pulls us over. He says, hey, first thing he says to us, hey, I know you got weed in the car. I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, so he says, he says, uh, so so how, how do you have such a nice car? I said, because I work. 
right? I study jurisprudence and the theory of law. I understand mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? So I said, because I work. He said, oh, well, I think you got weed in the car. So do you mind if I start your business? I said, no, no problem. I'm not going to say no and get shot, right? <laughs> you can search whatever you want, bro, right? But let me tell you something. After you search my vehicle and when you find nothing, I want your badge number. I want your, your department number, everything, because I'm coming for everything you got, right? Mm-hmm. And I was 19 at the time, mm-hmm. right? And when we, uh, when, when, when I told him that, he grabbed his, uh, he, he said, oh, okay, no, no, you guys have a nice day, and left. In my head, I'm thinking, what'd you pull me over for? Right? My taillight's not out. Yeah. Right. I, I get, yeah, I no get just, a oil No justification whatsoever. No problem. Right. Yeah, my taillight's not what's the, what's the reason, <clears throat> right? So even a service member that just came home from Iraq gets interrogated as though he shouldn't be in the country. Ain't that shit. I'm from Virginia. I get it. You know? Ain't I'm, that crazy? The, bro, no. That isn't crazy. That's the reality. Yeah. Right? That's the reality. It ain't even uh, no 10 on that reality. That ain't even, even 10 to reality. Up, my, it's straight up. Yeah, my accurate was 10 so I guess that's 10 reality. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, man. But yeah. and, and then again, man, that's why I don't, and me and Rio said this on-, on um, But we're used pre- to that. We're yeah, yeah, on, on previous podcasts, man. Like, and but we trying to explain that yeah. to somebody who who hasn't had that experience, right? Is, because everything that you do, everything that you are as a human is based off your perception and your experience, right? And when you're trying to explain that to somebody and say, hey, this isn't right, when you take to the streets by the thousands and say, this isn't right, there are people back home that saying, why are they marching and tearing up shit? Like, you can look at all those videos. You don't see no brothers breaking out windows. You can look at all those videos. You don't see no brothers burning down shit. You see white folks doing that shit. Because brothers know, if, if I'm doing it, I'm dead. They already know that. We hot enough. We not bringing no yeah. more heat to ourselves. Like, yeah, yep. why, why make the block hotter when you don't have to? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, th- th- this but is- I, I do think the protests are changing a lot, are changing perspectives, though, right? Because oh, that statistic feature started to cry. On, on, the, on the call with me, he started to cry, right? And he said, I didn't know, right? That, so was, it that is was his tinted tint- reality, right? <laughs> that was his tinted reality because he said, I was blind to it. I was blind to what was happening because I don't have to experience it, right? right? It's like at 18, 17, Mario, at 18, 17, you've been dealing with this your whole life. Your mom been saying, man. hey, when the street lights come on, get inside the house. Hey, Wait. watch those cops, man. They trying to get you, right? You know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been uh, uh, groomed for this environment, so it's nothing new to us. The, 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 the white individuals out there and I got a lot of white friends a lot of them saying I mean you yeah. know it's not everyone right but but the white individuals out there are the ones that are in shock to us this is normal this is just everyday life be like yo it's you know? Wednesday bro it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's, another day in the park that that's you know? crazy man and, and 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 again you know it, it you, you can go back to the civil rights movement I mean Dr. King he had allies you know what I mean like Real talk, and so when when I see uh, what you see in the streets during the George Floyd protest, during the Breonna Taylor protest, you see what America looks like. You see the fabric of her being, right? You see different races, nationalities, colors, creeds, religions coming together 
to right a systemic injustice, you know what I'm saying, brought upon by the system. And then the other side of that, you got white supremacy that wanted to maintain that system all the way up until Wednesday when they weren't allowed to just run run roughshod to the Capitol. When they actually got pushed back, that's when they start saying, fuck the police. So I'm just like, wait a minute, bro. That's why, because y'all getting arrested for breaking the law, federal law? Now it's FDP? Like, come on, bro. Funny like, how that works, right? <laughs> it's funny how that works, but that's the level of, of entitlement. This is my really? country. Go back to where you came from. That's the level of entitlement that a lot of people have. The people that, have, that committed no skin in the game and to protecting America, her values, the, 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 everything, what she's supposed to stand for, right? Like, all of us been to war. You wrote a blank check. You Life made it home. That, that check never got cashed because you made it home, right? But you wrote a blank check and you made it back. You know what I mean? You got the deposit back. It's like renting an apartment. <laughs> you got the deposit back. But some, not everybody get a deposit back. Right. But you got people out there in the world that say, I watched this video today, this lady was talking about, oh, our forefathers built this and yada, yada, yada. She just seemed so high and mighty in her response. And I'm just like, lady, what are you talking about? She said, we built that cap. I said, we? I said, damn, you a slave? Bitch, <laughs> your name ain't Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said that shit. And I'm just like, wow. But you know what? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't shocked. This, what we witnessed, gentlemen, and, and, and to our listeners out there, what we have witnessed is the final rally call of, of, of something that is dying. Right? I wouldn't call it the final rally. No, nah, bro. I, I would be hard-pressed to see what they could do after this. That don't mean they won't try. But I'm, I, I'm, trust me, man. I got a good feeling about this, right? I got a good this, this was fourth and one. This yeah, was this was one and they on the goal line, and you got stuck. I think yeah. it was third and three, and they still on the one. Bro, this turnover on downs material right here. This is turnover. Okay. Now, now you're right, though, Rio. It, it, it's not. It's not just like a boom, clean cut, done and over with. This ideology was just going, but I, I think it was already on the fringe, right? And it is at the point where it's so far on the fringe now that it's, it, I think it's going to get just pushed off the table. And because, because it, it, politicians don't see the, the value in it because they see it as the minority now. But here's the problem. Yeah. The GOP could never run another Trump. They can, you can't even, shit, if you Trump light, you might be running that shit in Alabama at your state your state level. You know, you can get some old goddamn Bull Connor shit down there because it's Alabama. But on a national scene, on a federal scene right now, these people up there, they're comfortable. These politicians, they're up there, they've been up there 15, 20, 30, 40 years. They're comfortable. And they don't want to give that up. And right now, with this shit that just happened, if you're seen to be on the other side of that, you're not going to be comfortable anymore. Because yeah. both sides is going to pull your whole card. They're going to pull it. They're going to want to see it. That's like anybody that still got a Trump flag in the yard. Like, if you got a Trump flag in the yard, you complicit with what just happened. I think you just... I want... Cause I got I, I got a guy down the street, like Air Force guy. He still got still got a Trump flag in the yard, and I just I swear it just tickled my little panties when I drive by his house. I just be like, look at this guy, like come he, on. He's a believer. 
But is that not the new Confederate flag, right? But, but let me, but it's, you're it's right. Yeah. Modification of it. I seen yeah, some flags with Trump on one side, Confederate on the other. Yeah, stars and bars on the other. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know, I think that it is gonna, it is the fourth and one, right? But I think that uh both of you guys are right, right? It is fourth and one. Turnover on downs is over, right? But who's it over for? It's over for the media. We're gonna talk more about coronavirus and the pandemic. We're going to talk more about, Biden. you know, Easter, right? Yep. We're going to talk more yep. about Biden. We're going to talk more about other things that are happening in the world. And minorities are still going to deal with this on a daily basis, like we have been. Yeah, It's just not going to be publicized anymore. I, I, think, right? I think that you are 100% accurate, man. But I, I, I am hopeful um, in, in my thought process when it comes to the moves we're making, the, the allies that we're gaining. Um, Georgia just flips. Let's talk about that. Georgia, this is yeah. a deep black belt. Like, it flipped blue for the first time in ages, right? And not only do you have, you know, uh, Reverend Warnock, you know, the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, right? You got a, you got a young Jewish, uh, young oh, Jewish man that was, that was coached, molded, mentored by John Lewis himself. You know what I mean? We got those type of allies, and, and, and it's fitting that Georgia was in a position where it was going to be the linchpin on whether or not, you know, we would see that, that we'll potentially see the legislative change and, 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 and bringing stuff to the daggone legislative floor because Mitch McConnell got 275 pieces of legislation that will potentially be great for the American people just sitting on his desk rotting because he don't want because he doesn't want, or it doesn't fit the narrative of the people who are invested in him, the corporations that are invested in him, who bought him, it doesn't fit their narrative in order to bring people up to, to a certain uh, a standard of living, right? Whether it be $2,000 stimulus checks, or whether it be uh, uh, raising a federal minimum wage or what have you. Because the system, again, obviously is designed to have haves and have nots. And so when you're stuck in the middle, Right, you're stuck in the middle. You you kind of bucking the system, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because all three yeah. of us, shit, bucking the system. We got it the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got it. You know, what I'm saying we had to sacrifice some things to get there. But here we are, yet and still. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. I, go, ahead, go ahead. No, no, sorry. No, I, I think a lot of companies are, uh, and I know. Fights, you know, we talk all the time, you know, and uh, I, a lot of companies, you know, right now I'm stepping into a new industry, right? Uh, prior military, right? Stepping into a new uh, industry, trying to be like Mario now, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, uh, one day at a time, you know, and I had the opportunity to work with a Fortune 500 company. Like I said, look, you know, and I want all your viewers to know from the projects. I never thought I could accomplish half the things I did. It was people that believed in me that made me uh, learn to believe in myself. You know what I mean? To learn. And that doubt never stopped your motivation to, to keep pushing forward and to keep making new yeah. goals happen. Exactly. Stay out of the comfort zone, right? You know, and that, that's the biggest thing. Yep. Stay stay out of the comfort Come on, zone. Man. And it's, yeah, it's <laughs> you difficult. About, you about to, to say something, Let them stay. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult to do, you know, and I don't know if this is the this is the moment to tell my story, you know what I'm saying? But 
you know, it's difficult to do, you know, and, uh, but, but let me, let me stay on topic with uh, where the world is going. Um, uh, when, we're, when we're talking about, um, you know, what's happening with capital and things like that, but um, I'm seeing a change in the industry. Right. You know, and that's a positive. Right. Because I know we talked in the beginning of this uh, segment, we talked a lot about um, negatives uh, that are happening in the world. Right. And I always say it's not great to end on a negative note. You know, Um, it's good to talk about the changes, like Spike said. Right. Uh, You know, he's hopeful for the changes that are being made right now, you know. Um, and for the company that I'm working for, you know, they showed a video. I'm tired of the narcissistic leaders. I'm tired of the people who think they stuff don't think. I'm tired of the people who can't humble themselves. It doesn't matter how much money you make. I'm just tired of that nonsense, right? You know, help people move forward, pay it forward, call it the day, right? Go home, enjoy your family at the end of the day, right? And, uh, you know, I am working for this company. They said their goal is to uh, increase um the uh, black and Latino population within their company, a Fortune 500 company of 500,000 individuals, by 25%. That's major. If you put 500,000 times 0.25, that's a lot of bodies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you put that into perspective, right, they, you know, and I want to let your viewers know this because I, I assume that some of your viewers are military, right? They have a program right now, you know, and they can contact me. You can you can put my email out, you know, and they can contact me uh, if they want more information. But they have a thing for military right now to where with or without a degree, okay, you can do a, I believe it's four or five years. You'll be in this program. It's a paid program. And they will get you certified, whether it be in IT uh, yep. uh, that, 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 is that okay? No, no, no. This is strictly from this Fortune 500 company. Oh, okay. Strictly, right? And to right. get to, for me to, this is why this is good, right? And I told you I was coming here with some juice, right? You know, I said a lot of sugar, right? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to do it big on center reality, right? So. Uh, to get this information, you have to, number one, be an employee. You have to, number two, be a veteran, right? And then you become in this circle of individuals that share knowledge that are veterans within this organization, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so what we do is we, you know, individuals, they're looking for veterans, you know, uh, with um, certain skills, with or without a degree, ability to communicate, putting you on a platform, right? And saying, okay, you have an opportunity to work for this company. Like I said, if you want more information, you can reach out to me. You can give them my email, uh, Fikes, and we can go from there. But I'm all about promoting individuals that want to go get it. You know what I'm saying? That want, that are hungry for more, you know? If you're hungry for more, that's what it's all about. Whether you, you know, in the minority community, we have to have people at levels that can create change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gatekeepers. How's that? I love Spikes, it. Mike, don't get me started. No, no, no. <laughs> so you got me smiling over here, man. You ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my resume, right. Fitz? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> you, you got me smiling because... Uh, uh, I, and I'm very humble. I, I, I don't yeah. play political games. But, no, but, but, no, but um, what, you're saying, what you're saying is so important. Um, just, just from a standpoint of uh, what Rio and I wanted the show to be, right? We wanted to have guests on that bring, you know, breadcrumbs to the table like that. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because that's vital and that takes us outside of the, you know, our community rather. It takes us outside of the, you have to be good at basketball. You have to be a rapper. You have to be this in order to be, you have to be an entertainer to be successful because when you, when you cross over into that arena, that tech space, right? That IT space, it's so vital and those jobs are just want to multiply. And I, I think yeah. the, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for a vet, minority, what have you, because the fruit is right for the picking right now. And even though it's been around a minute, it's still an early end based on the, the technology that's going to continue to grow, continue to develop. That's why you gentlemen are like so vital right now. And I'm stuck on Squarespace, Squarespace trying to make websites. Hey, that's, to- <laughs> that's why I did it, man. Doing IT, as long as you keep your certifications and you keep uh, learning new stuff, you always you always have somewhere to go. You always mm. be man. I, I love. It. I my question for you, Mitch, is: Can you name the company? Because it might be vets that work in the company that might not know that about the company. Yeah, I could definitely name it. You know, I just, I, I'm always weary of things, but now that I think yeah. about it, uh, the company's IT consulting, business consulting mm-hmm. company, uh, what is the top two or three and globally, uh, you know, and, um, you know, I can only say great things about the company at this point, right? Everyone that I've met um, has been outstanding. I can't talk about projects that I've worked on, exactly. right, and things like that. Right. But everyone that I have worked with, I mean, very inclusive, very diverse organization. You look them up, you're going to see their global leaders talk about the things that we're talking about openly and their opinions on it openly. Mm, right. Nice. That is something we do not see in, in, in the world often. Right. We see companies more worried about the bottom dollar than supporting their employees public perception and all that yeah yeah exactly so so you know i think if your footprint is so big you tend to not care about that right you know look at jeff bezos right Mm -hmm. you know uh he put black lives matter on the top of the uh website right and some some individuals came back and said, uh, if you don't move that, then I'm not ordering anything from Amazon. Jeff Bezos wrote him a real nice letter and said, I really don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, shoot, when you make that much money, I'm good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, like, you recognize you know, that the black community is a trillion trillion dollar industry. You don't care about one or two people. <laughs> exactly. They, Amazon they, put, they put black... Yep, they put black movies on Netflix. Do you think those white supremacists stopped watching Netflix? No. Exactly. You know, you think they got you got rid of their stocks? No, right? And 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 you know, fights. If you let me just throw my horn for just a second, right? <laughs> breathe on it, know, man. Go ahead and breathe on it. Just for a second. I don't know how long as long we got, right? But let me tell you, right? And I have to be mindful of this for anybody that's feeling discouraged, right? You know, that's important, right? individuals that are feeling discouraged. Maybe I got tattoos. I can't be, I can't do this, right? I come from a different environment. I'm not able to do any of this stuff. Fights, you know, I got tattoos everywhere. Right? (laughs) Who do you want to be? Right? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be? When you figure that out, it's not going to matter about your tattoos, your upbringing. My brother was a crip. You know what I'm saying? My brother's a seven-time felon. I come from an environment most people don't make it out of. I swear, I promise you, I thank God every day for what I have. You know what I'm saying? And, what I, and the people I was able to meet 
that taught me to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? That taught me to the importance of loyalty, family, you know, uh, you know, and number one, don't stress, enjoy life, things like that, right? And because I got that and I and I started it started to manifest within me, I wanted to be better. I wanted to be the Mario, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be the fight. I saw these guys getting money out here, you know, and I wanted to perform at that level, you know. And, uh, you know, you never, you never walk into an interview at that level and say, I can't do it, right. you know, ever, right? Anything exactly. you, you know, you can do anything, whether it be coding, every, every, my, every uh, black person that I've come across, and I know it's not everyone, because I know we have people out there, but every black person I've come across, steer away from that. What do they do? Why you said it. Let me go. I'm going to go make me a barbershop. I'm going to bust my butt for 50 years in a barbershop and have no 401k and have no fallbacks, mm. right? So I have no money in the end, right? I'm going to go go work cosmetology. So I make $150 a head, right? $100 a head or $50 a head or whatever the case is, right? Making money, right? I'm not going to make an LLC because I don't really know how to do that. And I don't know nobody that can help yeah. me, right? You know, that's $50. That's $100. I won't make no LLC. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's too much work. I just want to do it under the table. I don't want the government taking none of my money. Well, you're shortchanging yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're shortchanging yourself at the end of the day. We expect ourselves to do less. Except we, we, we expect ourselves to do under the table shit. This is something in our head that makes us feel that way. Mm. I said, this is something that history has created us. My grandma said she would rather segregation be brought back, right? Fight. I said, she said she would rather segregate. I said, Granny, why, why, why you feel that way? Right? She said, because I felt safer when the park was just full of black people. I hold my head down when I go to Walmart around black people, right? Because my, my, my mom, and my mom's mom, and my mom's mom's mom, they were slaves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was told to hold your head down because I'm inferior. Right. Mm. So we grow up with that in our head to make us think we are inferior. Bro, that's right? cultural but we forget. Yeah, that's cultural condition. We forget, right, that we are capable to do anything anybody else is capable of doing. So guess what I did? I sat in school, I busted my butt, I studied like my life depended on it. So I can prove to these jokers that I deserve to not only be in the room but sit at the table, mm. and not right? and not be the only. I don't want to be in the room. There's no more behind you that you open the door for. Bruh. Exactly, and I don't want to sit at the table anymore. Right, sitting at the table gets old. I'm past that. I was happy to sit at the table in the military. You know what I'm saying? When they when they said, "Hey, join the meeting," but sit in the corner over there, I was like, "Oh, I'm in the meeting." I called my mom. Hey, guess what? I'm a big <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a boss, right? I'm a big here. I'm a big here. I squeezed in the door before they closed it, right? You know but now, but now I don't get amazed by being in a room full of full of these great people. I am only amazed if I have a seat at the table. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we have to condition our youth. Right. And our adults that have been, uh, um, you know, conditioned to think that way, we have to really get them to a point where they understand uh, that they are capable of more. 
that they are capable of more, whether what they see on TV, whether it be the Capitol building, whether it be Trump and all his rhetoric, whether it be, you know, uh, the Republicans backing him up, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Don't rely on a stimulus check. Don't rely on none of this mm-hmm. garbage. Go out there and make your money and show these people what you can accomplish. Because at one point, we're going to be standing dust. Bro. And it's going to be our kids that we paved the way for. I, 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 I and, and, and I let you, I let you breathe on that thing, man, because it was so vital. I, and and yeah. uh, the people need to hear that and you needed to get it off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, but that I means, brother, that. no, no, this is factual, man. And this would, again, that's the purpose of the show, brother. Um, I, I think what you said is so important, man. And, and Rio and I, we had these conversations all the time. You go back to listen you know, 12, 13, 14 podcasts ago, that's exactly what we're on, man. And it's that that cultural conditioning is real. And I think that uh, as we grow now, as we learn, as we develop now with all the capabilities and all the stuff that we have, because there's a, a switch happened, right? Our, our youth is on to something. You know, and I say our youth, I mean, you know, we got young kids, you know, real, real sons a lot older than ours, boys, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, like that generation that I'm talking like the 20 year olds or 21 year olds right now, they, they got, they got a little movement going right now. They got a vibe about them that I really like. The heart is there, but now they need the direction. There you go. And, and because guess what? Mm-hmm. These people, these, these young kids and, and, and young 20 year olds, they, they deserve elders, right? They deserve, they earned that right. You know what I mean? And if you, when you look at the information that we got from our elders, right, it was a lot of cultural conditioning attached with it. So we learned it a certain way. And again, I think we said this on the previous pod, how our generation, because we're roughly all in the same age group, and, and we, we that, we're that, that bridge generation, because we got it from the old school. You know what I'm saying? We got it from Big Mama and them. And, and, and we're in tune, and we, and we got our fingers on the post uh, of the youth. And we can communicate between the two generations and, and we can bring that thing together. So while we while we're coaching molding and mentoring these, these these young people to go out and do great things, it's important that we we realize that we're capable of such. Right? We're not just talking about it. We're we're leading by example and we're providing positive examples for them to follow. Or, or not just to follow, but to exceed. You see what I'm saying? And being uh, again, exactly. it's not enough to just be in the room, and it's not enough just to be at the table anymore either. To me, like, because every table ain't gonna be there for you. You gonna have to build I your own be table. I got now. Yeah, you gonna have to build your own yeah, table. Sometime, so, and, so that's the that's the that's the growth right there. Right. right. First, you want to be in the room. Right. First, you just want to be in the game. There's right. levels to this yeah, yeah. First, you there's just levels wanna, to it. You want to have a, yeah, there's levels, right? Meek Bill said it, right? There's, there's, there's levels, levels to this, right? <laughs> first, you know what I mean? First, you just want to be in the game. You just want a starter jersey, right? Yeah. Next, <laughs> right? You say, okay, I'm in the game, right? But, you know, I want to be at the table or I want to be in the room. Excuse I want right? to And then you get to the room. Yeah, and then you say, okay, I want to be at the table. Those guys at the table, they sharp. They all wear suits at the table now, right? Then you go to the table and you say, okay, hold up. Can I build my own table? Mm-hmm. Right? And I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? How do I build my own table? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you get to a point where you say, okay, when I build my own table, I can elevate, I can encourage, I can inspire, I can yep. motivate at my pace. 
I can, at have, my, at, I can have whoever I want at know, my table. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right? It's right. a round table. This is a lot about a company. Think about that, right? Where in every organization, it, there's no there's no rectangular uh, uh, table, right? It's a round table, right? Man. Everyone meets at the table on the same level, right? And everyone brings, just like we're doing right now, right? You know what I'm just like we're doing in this podcast right now, right? Everyone meets on the same level. Everyone puts their ideas on the table and everyone leaves as men or women. You know what I'm saying? And then we come back to the table to try to make things happen. The only thing that's asked of you is to be a professional about it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like us as African Americans, we, uh, uh, and as minorities as a whole, we have to, this is the last thing, right? We have to expect more out of ourselves. It's not the distance, it's the stride. Oof. Right? It's Oof. not the distance, it's the stride. Hey, dog, look on the flow. Look on the flow. Look on the flow. You just you just dropped a hundred dollar worth of game right there. You might want to pick it up. Right? You just dropped a hundred dollar <laughs> worth of game, man. I want you to be just throwing yeah. it out there for free. Let me <laughs> let me breathe this on. Let me breathe on this a little bit, cause you know every every week or so I have you know what I'm saying things that hit my heart, and a lot of you not like the last week. I wanted to say stop asking people to meet you where you are. Hmm until you're ready to meet yourself where you are. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, pick that up, boy. You're going to pick it up. Stop asking people to meet you where you are until you're willing to meet yourself where you are. Mm. And like he was saying, I come from drug dealers, you know what I'm saying, like druggies. While that was my environment, it was never who I was. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking for a way to be better than what my environment was. So I, I commend the people that in my life opened doors for me to get to where I am because they didn't have to. They could have looked at my history and be like, oh, he's a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't trust him. Mm. But they didn't. And they've molded me into who I am today. And I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's that's yeah. that. And you and you have to be, yeah. And you have to be coming from that environment is very aggressive. You know that, right. right? You know, and you have to be the type of person that is humble enough, well, smart enough to understand the opportunity that's exactly. in front of you, humble enough to, uh, you know, take criticism. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, you have to have the what? What do they say in the military? You have to be able and willing. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to accomplish the job and you have to be willing to do it, right? Yes, and a lot of people out there, they fall into those other categories, right? Able and unwilling, unwilling and able, unwilling and unable, right? You know what I'm saying? And the worst type of person that, 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 to see in it, whether it be a professional or a personal atmosphere, is someone that is um, un. Uh, the, the worst type of person to see is someone who is. Um, unable but willing right you're talking about somebody who has all the potential in the world he the mindset right to be where they want to be but they're just not able to get there right and you know coming from an environment like we come from we see those people every day mm-hmm. right right we see the smartest guy standing outside the jamaican store 
Yep. Getting the beef patty. Yep. Right? You know, because he doesn't understand the game in its fullest extent. Right? Yep. He don't understand the difference between common stocks and preferred stocks. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't understand the difference between SAP and Oracle. Right? Mm-hmm. He don't understand the difference between Java and Python. Right? He don't, he don't understand Power BI versus Tableau. I lost them. Hey, come on, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? He don't understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 they don't, he don't understand that. So because we as a black community hold ourselves down, right? What do we do on a school bus, right? Man, you ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going to be nobody. Man, we all come from nothing. You ain't going to be nothing either. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right? What do we have to teach our youth? We have to teach our youth to stop doing that crap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That? We have to elevate each other because the world is already bringing us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need everybody. We don't need to be bringing ourselves down. Factual. Factual. You know to me, that, the world going to give you enough hate. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the world going to give you enough hate. and don't need hate in your, in your own community, bro. You're supposed to build in your own community, so... Yeah. To, to get the, to get callous to so where you can go out in the world and face that hate. You know what I mean? To to, you know, and, and it's all about your village, man. Me and me and Rio, we always talk about the individual Wakanda, right? And, and and who's in your circle. Because that's gonna be your armor, man. That's gonna be your armor to protect you from self-doubt, from self-pity, from, you know, just from fear for, you know what I mean, to, to help you face what the world gonna yeah. throw at you, you know what I mean? And, and that's where, that's where uh, again, elders and, and people like, in forums like this, and guys like us, and, and the people ahead of us, you know, in terms of age or what have you, and experience, right? That's why we're so crucial and so vital to the, to what's to come in the future for, uh, you know, for the community, for the culture, for, for that matter. You know what I mean? So what's the, What's the point of having a platform if you're not going to say something powerful or something profound and, and not give somebody something in order to elevate themselves? Being real says it all the time. It don't matter if one person listens to the show. Right. Most that one person gets something out of it because it, it's caviar, baby. Caviar don't taste good to everybody. You did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just don't. It just don't. You see, people got selective taste. And that's for, what it is, man. My for bad. me, it starts at the dinner table. Mm. What are you talking to your kids about mm. at the dinner table? What are you instilling in your kids at that time where you can get your whole family together and they're tentative to what you're saying? Yeah. Their guard is down because they're eating, so they're relaxed. What are you feeding your kids mentally at that point? Because white families are talking about finance. They're talking about just different situations. You know wow. what I'm saying? And that's yeah. when they're in they're able to instill things in their kids that maybe their kids weren't receptive to if the kid was playing a video game or the kid was outside or the kid was outside playing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're more receptive. Wow, yeah. Because you're at the dinner table. That's your time. Yeah. So then when they get on the bus, that, you, that, you, that's you don't worry about what people say about you. Yeah. No, 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 you got a plan and execute that plan. So when they get on the bus and you tell them, man, you ain't gonna be shit. You just look at you and laugh. I'm like, you ain't gonna be shit because you don't have a fucking plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, working on, I'm on hey, my hey, I'm gonna yeah. tell you I'm on my that plan. is ex- 
Yeah, yo, that is extremely powerful, right? And the reason is that, you know, it, it pulls me right into a conversation I had with a young lady. She just retired, right? Back in November, she worked at the Pentagon, right? Mm-hmm. And she said she was in, she, she uh, heard conversations that a lot of these politicians were having with their kids, right? You know, and it falls right into place with what you were talking about. You know, and it, it's funny because, you know, growing up, my mom said, you know, get an education, learn math, learn how to read so you can get a job and pay the bill, right? <laughs> You're a man. You better figure it out, right? You know, and, uh, you know, my mom was a single mother, struggled a good portion of her life, was on hard drugs for a period of time, and then got all her kids back, you know, and, and worked really hard to do so. And, uh, you know, it, it's crazy because, what those other kids were saying while my friend was uh, in the back, or I'm sorry, in the front seat driving these people around in the Pentagon, when they called their kids on the phone, they weren't talking to their kids about working. They weren't talking to their kids about um, what job are you going to get? Yeah, and you already know I'm going. They weren't even talking to their kids about, you know, what, what internships did you get? They were talking to their kids about, hey, where's your business plan? What business did you think about uh, starting? And exactly. you know, uh, you know, so, you know, after you graduate, what, where, where, you know, where's your business plan? Did you take out the loans that you needed? Did you, right. you know, are you establishing those connections? Are you doing X, Y, and Z? Right? Different language. They're talking about different language. So me, Mario, right? Like we had mm-hmm. to find this language ourselves. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying we're the I'm not saying we're the only ones that found the language, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I have a, a certain language, Mario has a certain language, Spikes has a certain language. But our but regardless the languages we all translate at our job, they work. Right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? The key is that they work, right? So now for the youth. We can teach them small pieces of the things that work for us, right? So that, like you said, they can uh, um, take those and use those in whatever endeavors they choose to, to, to move forward with, right? But no one is going to take you serious mm. if you do not dedicate yourself to everything. When it comes to money, I love it. <laughs> people say, <laughs> people say, Right. Uh, you know, money's not everything. I believe that. Right. Family is everything. to me. Right. right? right. Uh, uh, you know, a supreme architect is everything. to me. OK. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Right. Money is very important. OK. Let's right. not sugarcoat the situation. I need to eat. Let's be real right. about it. Exactly. You need to be comfortable. Right? Let's get comfortable. Yeah. And I. Exactly. I need some water. I need some hot water. You know, I need some heat. I need, you know, some light. Things like that. (laughs) Exactly. So at that point in time, right, I need to work and I need to figure out uh, a successful pattern to how not to just get a job, but to be comfortable. There's a difference, right? We, we all serve, right? So, so I, I, we and we're all we're all successful, but you have to also add comfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. Because 
we all have gotten to a point in our military careers where we sacrificed enough to be comfortable in our lives to be able to do a second or third venture. Oh, absolutely. Right? So what we have to teach our minorities is not how to get one venture, but how to get residual or supplemental income. Mm-hmm. Right? Multiple streams. How to invest in stocks. Yeah, how to invest in stocks. How to get involved in Acorn, right? How to get involved in investing in different companies. <laughs> you about to stuff. blow up over there. In different minority <laughs> companies, yeah. Uh, how to take a burp and a breath at the same time. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> okay, I'll get too much. How to explode, <laughs> I'll take <that. laughs> right? How to how to have different money because there's a difference between having money mm-hmm. and going to go buy a hundred dollar pair of Jordan and being wealthy. But there's, also, but there's also a difference in being financially successful and mentally successful. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We right, it's one I'm not saying financial success is not is not great be financially successful but also mental success if Accenture was not the great fit for me I wouldn't be there mm-hmm. if I didn't feel they were the company that uh, um, you know demonstrated the character that I wanted to be around I wouldn't be there if right. Tinder Reality wasn't the podcast that I thought was talking about some real crap that I wanted to you know dive in with you guys I would just wouldn't be here Mm-hmm. Right, you have to find that mental success, right, and that's important because when you find that, you have peace of mind now. Absolutely. You know that, that's, so that's now with agency. all those people, yeah, yeah, that's agency and self. Mm-hmm. That that's that's that self confidence and that self awareness, right? That that we we hope to to spread, you know, amongst ourselves and amongst the youth, man. And you'll be surprised how many how many people of uh, I, I keep saying age group because. I think, you know, we're in a specific generation, right? You'd be surprised how many people in our age group just have not tapped into that yet. And I hear it all the time. I hear from classmates back home when I'm when I'm, when I'm checking on the homies and whatnot, man, and, oh, I got to go do this. I'm like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Like, no, you don't. If you're taking what they give you constantly, then you'll never have shit but what they give you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what yeah, they they giving me the scraps, so that's what I'm gonna make food. Yeah, so I guess I, I guess I got that. Like, no, bro. Hey, yeah. hey, right. Jamie Foxx said it on race. If you think pennies, you get pennies. You think dollars, you get dollars. And I'm trying to, you know, I want these cats to think millions of dollars on a constant basis. Because guess what? Yeah. It's 2021, gentlemen, and, and and reality is that we're still playing catch up, and you got to be in starve mode. I'm starving. Yeah, and if you starve, that means you're hungry, and you're gonna grind like you're hungry. And you're willing to take you get it. Yeah, you're gonna get it like you're hungry. You know what I mean? Because guess what? I'm not taking six hundred dollars to go do no crazy shit with. I'm gonna put my six hundred dollars with Joe six hundred dollars with Joe six hundred dollars with Craig and them six hundred dollars down the street, and we're gonna make an and, and we're gonna flip that six hundred to six million. That gotta be mm-hmm. the thought process, man. Changing the way we think, bro, and the way we act and execute. Yeah, right. and you got to make sure you do it with the right people, with the yeah. right mindset, right? Uh, with the right, you know, I had an individual come up to me. This was early in my career. He said, hey, man, I seen an apartment building in the middle of Philadelphia, right? You know, 600000 If you buy it, I'll be the mechanic. 
right? I'll be the mechanic. You buy it, I promise. I was like, well, you know, about a year ago, I remember you were selling drugs. I'm like, Why would I do that? Not only that. Right? I, I'm trying to get you on a level of getting past the drug game. Right? Well, that might not have been but good for, his first, for your first investment. Mm-hmm. You got to give people a way out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like we were given that light at the end of our tunnel, you have to be that light for somebody yeah. else. But not in your beginning. You know but, what I'm saying? Once you yeah. have your, established yourself, then you can go back and pull. Well, not only that, I, I think that brother's, uh, that brother's. Oh, definitely. That but bought. I'm not going to invest $600,000, though. Yeah. I mean, again, though. Yeah, yeah. But to me, he should have been the one saying, hey, can you go in on this with me? I'm gonna invest in this with you. Yo, yeah. that, that's, that's what I was saying. That, that, that I was about to say is like that brother's mindset was flawed. That's, it, I, bro. Listen, I swear to you, gentlemen, I, I do not walk in. A, I, I'm about to curse. I do not walk not in exactly. any business, any establishment. When I go to my job, I look at my job like, how do I own this? How do I monetize this outside of this building? Like every single day, I don't want to mm-hmm. set foot in shit that I can't flip and to make generational wealth for myself and my family. I, I, nothing, nothing. If I walk in Walmart, how do I compete with Walmart? If I buy some on Amazon, how do I compete with Amazon? Every single day. I, I, I called an electrician out today. My, uh, I had a junction box or something go out. And I just like, I could change it. I looked at enough YouTube, YouTube University to fix this thing. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? This is the house costs a lot of money. I don't want to tweak with nothing to start a damn fire. So. Right. Let me call the guy. Peace of mind is well. Peace of mind. Absolutely. It's worth it. Dog, and this is no lie. The gentleman walked in my house and I called him out for uh I had him switch a plug or something from before. So I, you know, I was comfortable with the guy being in my home or have you. Called him out today. Dog, you know how long he worked in my house? He did 17, not even 17 minutes. He was here maybe 12 minutes total. We spent five of which talking shit. It took him like that long to diagnose and fix the problem that I had. And it was $85. Agency. That man just made $85 in less than 20 minutes. Agency. And and, and having that skill. People pay you to do shit that they cannot do. My my, My next boss move when it comes to IT is to start my own consulting firm. With a consulting firm, you, if you ninety nine dollars an hour, you can't even talk to me for less than ninety nine. I talk to you five minutes is ninety nine dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. that's what's coming. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's that, bro. That's that's like the game. That. That's the game. My time is valuable, and if you can't yep. afford my time, then you go to the next man. Yep. Point blank yep. period. But if you get you get the quality associated with it. Yep. Yep, I, I wanna I wanna, you know, something similar that Mario's talking about is, you know, number one, I think in consulting you have to have um credibility, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like um working for this company, gaining that credibility. I know you've been in the industry longer than yep. I have. So gaining that credibility first, right? And then but, after but that and having your certifications in IT is enough. Credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have uh, I I received a um, uh, bachelor's in IT, minor in business, and minor in ERP systems, right? 
And I, um, you know, I know that means a lot, but I want to also have it where I work for one of those big companies, right? And I have that under my belt to understand how they um, launch products, right? And how they, you know, uh, create uh, Gantt charts for clients, right? And things like that. I don't get a bit technical, right? You know? But and that's not too technical for you, but for maybe for the viewers, right? Um, but <laughs> no, Mike, you got that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, but how how they go about you know um, actually um, coding X, Y, and Z, testing X, Y, and Z, writing it down and creating manuals for X, Y, and Z, and then training your clients for X, Y, and Z, and then launching that, right? So you kind of get where I'm getting at, you know. And I, you know, I want to have a good feel to how uh, that's done uh, with numerous different companies. So then when I go back and I get to where you're at, Mario, and I want to, um, you know, create something of my own, create my own table, right? You know, because mm-hmm. I'll get there, right? And create my own table. I have a good basis and understanding of how to do that. And I feel like you've done that, right? You have industry knowledge. I, I, if you look at the job I have, I shouldn't be thinking like this, but I've always thought boss. When I, when I got hired at my job, I said, they said, where do you see yourself in five years? And I got interviewed by an AVP and an SVP. And I said, I'll, I'll be in your job in five years and you'll be promoted because I did such a good job at what I was doing before. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way I've always thought. Like, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, I need to talk to my, my CIO because I'm like, what I'm doing is not really a challenge to me. So I need to talk to you so I can learn your level of what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, yeah. I'm way below that, I'm way below that right now. But I, I've, I've been managers in, in other situations, like not IT, but just other situations. So I've seen the managerial side. So like every time I hear that they've made a decision, I'm always thinking like as a manager, okay, like, okay, so why do they see it that way? And then, you know, I try to understand for both sides, understand what it's going to mean to my job and then understand what it means to them. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't, it's not that I have so much experience. Steve Jobs said, I'm not the smartest man in the room, but I'm smart enough to put the smartest people in the room together. Mm. So that's my thing. Yeah. I, I can organize all day. So I can get a network mm. guy. I can get a security guy. Actually, I'll be the security guy because I'm about to get my degree. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah. I can I can get well, I took a security class and almost died, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I can get a workstation guy. You know what I'm saying? So I can get I can bring all these components together that make a Ultron for or you know what I'm saying for IT. So we covering all our bases. I'm I can do that. I can't do it all myself. But I, I'm smart enough to bring the team together and we can do it together and we can yeah. do it under my umbrella. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, with our experience, and this is for the veterans out there, with our experience, it's great because, you know, like that program that I was talking about is, yeah, you might fall in a, in the beginning. It may be new. You might do it for four years or yeah. whatnot. And it may be something new and it's kind of out of the dorm. But like we talked about, it's not good to stay in the comfort zone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I was an engineer in the military, you know, blowing stuff up and building bridges, right? All day, you know? And 
you know, so it's totally different than what I did for, you know, X amount of years, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, you have to um, be willing to, one, read the room, have set uh, uh, markers and expectations for yourself to where you want to be in the future, you know what I'm saying? And then um, pick people's brain. You can't be scared to pick people's brain exactly. on the knowledge that they have, right? You know, I, I was sitting down and talking to uh, the CIO of Energizer, right? You know, the battery, yeah. right? I had the opportunity to talk to him, right? Um, and a few other people that I can't really remember right now because it's been a while, right? But I, but I had the opportunity to talk to those guys, right? And it, what's crazy is when you get at that level, you know, I think what happens is you make so much money and you, uh, you um, have a moment to just have peace of mind because you worked so hard to get to that point that you really are starting to dissect what type of people you want around you, right? You know, so because of I, I hope and I believe my character I'm a very um, uh, real type of person. I'm going to tell you how I feel, right? You know what I'm saying? If I don't like it, I don't like it, right? You know, if I like it, I like it. You ain't about to have me eat that salad. I don't like it. I want some meat. You know what I'm saying? I want some steak, right? You know, Uh, you know, yeah, it's not going to go that way with me, you know? And I think that because a lot of those uh, CIOs or those uh, managers or whatnot see that, you know, they're, they're likely to kind of come around me. And I've noticed that, you know, even though um, I may be younger in the industry than they are, you know? Um, So I I respect the fact that uh, I know that it's more of the leaning forward side in IT. And I'm glad we're talking about this because for our, for our viewers, right, it's important for them to see two professionals talking about this and saying, okay, how can I tap into this industry, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it was more of, hey, I'm fixing, you know, Fife's computer because he jacked it up in Iraq, right? You know what I'm saying? And I'm blowing the fan out and I'm cleaning it up and yeah. I'm doing all this crazy stuff, right? So about right. You know, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and, you know, I'm fixing it, right? You know, like right now I have, you know, two computers. I have to apply to a guy to play football, you know, and things like that. And that's how it started, right? Just, you know, my mom had an old Dell computer, and I was trying to, trying to figure out how to fix it. We had AOL, right, where it was, right, you know, and it made those noises, right, that nobody knew what the heck we were talking about, you know? And, uh, you know, so I started to get used to, like, hey, you know, let me let me. I think I actually liked it, you know, um, to be at the point where I'm, I'm at right now. And uh, I think that a lot of uh, individuals that are in the minority community, you know, uh, and I say minority as a whole, right. right? We have an opportunity to shape this world, right? Mm. And I know you being in the consulting realm, right? See that because when you're a consultant, you're not just, you don't work for one, you you work for one company, but you don't just work for one company's project, right? right? You may work for a company project for Apple, then you've got project maybe over in a year, and then you may work for a company project for Coca-Cola, 
And then you may work for a local company project. Then you yep. may work for a company project for nationwide. Then you may work for a mom and pop shop. Then you may work for, and that's the experience that I'm talking about, right? Is gaining that experience with a bunch of different companies in a short period of time to say, okay, this is how they operate. And being able to have that type of understanding when creating a business, I think is uh, critical to um, your business success. And, and it's gonna take you a long, a uh, long way when you do establish that. It's, it's almost like they're mentors. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've seen the good, the bad, the pitfalls and the successes without having it affect me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's kind of like at the end of uh, a field exercise, you do the lessons learned or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, what lessons did I learn from this company doing what they did? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that's exactly Everybody don't right. need their own computer. Maybe some people got to share. You got to get one computer per, per, you know, per two people. You know, and, and you don't have to be in the company, right? You know what I'm saying? So you see all their mistakes, and you're like, all right, see you later, right? And then you go exactly. back, you know, to your desk, like, ooh, man, those Coca-Cola guys got a lot of issues. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what I'm not gonna do when I start my business. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you go on to another company and say, hey, ooh, I like what they did. Let me go ahead and put that on my toolbox real quick yeah. for when I start my business, right? You know. So that, that's the industry knowledge that I want to gain before I decide to create my own paper. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like it's like when you look at people around you and their relationships. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, I like what he did right there. Oh, he he. You know what I'm saying? He smacked her on the ass and made a little joke about it. You know what I'm saying? They playful with it. I like that. Yeah. Oh, but why yeah. he he drinking and he arguing with her? I don't want I don't want that part of my. You know what I'm saying? Like so you. It's basically the same type of thing. It's just not, it's my business life and not my personal life. But I'm building exactly. the same type of experiences where I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to take that from that. and But I'm going to leave that because I didn't like that. So I'm going to hey. leave that. But I'm, yeah. I like you gotta, you gotta well, uh, chew, chew the meat and spit out the bones, baby. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's interesting, and I know, I'm, you know, and, and what's interesting, and I want to, I want to bring this all together real quick, you know. But what's interesting about this is that, you know, and, and what's really awesome about this podcast is that, you know, you have somebody in the industry, you have somebody that has performed multiple high-level positions, you have somebody that's new, uh, entry-level. Uh, with experience coming into an IT position. So you have different realms uh, of individuals sitting down and we're talking about real stuff. So so mapping it together, right? Bringing it together. We have a, a, a very um, huge issue in our democracy right now, right? So how can we as minorities overcome the challenges that we uh, foresee in the future, right? One, be educated, right? That's critical. Because if you're educated, that is something no one can take from you, period. Exactly. Right? Two, is be confident in yourself and your abilities. Yep. Right? You have to be confident in yourself and your abilities because the world would tell that. Nina Turner said, uh, her grandma told her uh, a her grandma told her that there were three uh, bones that were vital in her upbringing, right? And she said number one was the wishbone. <laughs> the wishbone was the dream, right? The dream, right? 
Uh, the next was the jawbone. The jawbone was the speak truth to power. You know what I'm talking about, fight. Come on, right? Yes, sir. And the backbone, right, was to be able to stand upright <clears throat> because you're going to deal with a lot of shit in this world. Talk your shit, man. Okay? Man. That's real talk. So, so, so right now, right, we're at a point right where you have to be educated and you have to be confident in your ability to be successful in life as any minority whether you're black latino asian uh uh whatever right, right. you have to be confident in your ability and number 3 is very important always be humble always turn around and look back always try to encourage others to do the things that you're doing Right. Because if you don't do that, then when you die, you did it for nothing. You shaped nothing. You changed nothing. Mm. Right. Mm. All you did was make your life better. But in the whole scheme of things. Everything stayed the same. Everything stays the same. And people will forget you. <laughs> what good is an accomplishment exactly. if nobody was there to celebrate it with you? Exactly. On that note, I'll, I'll add to that and I'll just say. Uh, my, my credo, if it were, right, is don't die with your potential, man. It, it, it does you nothing to take your potential to the grave because that's you missed opportunities in doing that. And too many times, if, if we jumped on here, I call five people after this podcast and say I'm about to start a business and underwater basket weaving, five people going to talk me out of it, right? And it's not until I get to Rio or you, they're going to talk me into it and say, yeah, bro, that's the deal. You know, you have to surround yourself with people that are not going to doubt your ability to make it happen, but they're going to ask a tough question outside the box to help you make it happen. You know what I mean? They're not going to quell your passions. There you go. Because every, everybody's not going to see your dream, bro. And it's not meant for everybody to see. It's not. That's your dream. You can't be mad if a motherfucker don't see your dream with you. That's your dream. You thought of that shit. Like you gotta, you gotta breathe on it, man. Talk to him, Rio. What you got for the people? <laughs> you know, uh, two things. One, when I met Fikes in Korea, I didn't know how to do anything computer wise. You know what I'm saying? Like I could check my email on the computer. That was it. I took my first computer apart in Korea because I spilled the Hennessy and Coke on it. So ah, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I'm order a new keyboard. I'm going to go ahead and put a Bluetooth burner in this junk too so I can go ahead and make me some PlayStation 2 games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I went from no knowledge of IT to like trial by fire. Like, oh, I want to update the RAM. How much, well, how much RAM can I put in this thing? You know what I'm saying? Googling on the internet. Google is your friend, kids. And adults, Google is your friend. You can't find it through YouTube or Google. You ain't looking hard enough. Yep. Change the phrasing. It's there. That's one. And then two is uh, another thing I've been feeling lately is life is like a game of golf. You're not playing the person next to you. You're playing the course. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. Oof. I like that. That's powerful. Hey. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, that's powerful. <laughs> it's been a tent of reality show, season two to kick off. 
Welcome back. I don't know what episode this is. What is the episode like number 32? One. It's season two, episode one. Season two, episode one. I'll make sure I, I correct that <laughs> when we get it uploaded, man. But hey, shout out to the big homie Mitch, man. Thank you for coming through. Thank you. Blessing, for blessing our ears. Y'all, man. Hey, blessing our ears with that wholesome knowledge, man. Again, like I tell you, check the flow, homie. Cause you just yeah. dropped a hundred dollar worth of gang, bro. And these people need to be able to pick that joint up. Man. <laughs> Real talk, man. Bless hey, I, you. Hey, I wanna, I wanna appreciate you, uh, for giving me the opportunity to be on the show, Mario, for allowing me to come in and speak my piece. You know, um, it's all love. You know, uh, it's all love. It's all love. I appreciate y'all and what y'all doing here. Yes, sir. I Please can't speak. let you go. Okay. Without giving people your Twitter, your IG, or your email, so they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so so um, I, I don't do social media like that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I, I'm not big on giving people my data, right? You know, <laughs> but um, I, <laughs> I do have a I do have a LinkedIn, right? Um, you know, I have an IG, but I don't really use it. So contacting me that way will not be beneficial, right? But my um, email, um, and this is also for inquiries regarding the position, right? Um, I am not saying that you'll get it, right? You know, I'm not saying you'll get it. I'm saying that I can give you the information regarding it, right? You right. know, so let's be very clear about that. I'm not the golden child when it comes to that. I ain't Willy Wonka. You ain't about to own the factory, right? The is open. But it's I will. Exactly. All I'm doing is giving you the information so you can apply the things that you need to apply if you need. I'm not here to do your resume. I'm not here to, you know, get your haircut, you know? So at the end of the day, um, you but know, if you, you need help with the resume, yeah. let us know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. If you need help, exactly. Yeah, if you need help, that's fine, right? Um, but be mindful that you have to put more effort into yourself than you expect off. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think that's key. Right. You have to be willing to put more effort in yourself than you expect us to put in yourself. Um, so um, you can get you can uh, shoot me an uh, 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 email at g mitchell eight six at outlook.com. Um, uh, Mario, I look forward to link, linking in with you. I got you. All right. You understand? Outlook. Yep. And, uh, almost. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, old school stuff right there. Right? Hey, by the way, hey, high school email out here. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. He might as well have a MySpace. <laughs> I still got MySpace. It's out there somewhere. Uh, MySpace.com, man. Get out of here with this. <laughs> hey, but I really appreciate it. You know, as as IT to IT, more I look forward to uh, uh, linking in with you. You know, what I'm saying, and me and you, of course, I, I plan to be on more of these uh, tenor reality um, shows. You know, to talk about more of getting individuals involved in the business, the IT world. You know, because I think it's critical for individuals to come real and uh, uncut about how to. Um, uh, be in this uh, corporate setting that we find ourselves in now. Um, so uh, I look forward to that and I appreciate the conversation and the invite. Can I challenge you? Uh-oh. Because I was thinking about yeah. that earlier. <clears throat> challenge you. Let's put together a study guide for children with maybe some videos we find off YouTube and introduction to IT. Oh, I love that. Okay. Starting at the age of okay. eight. Let's start at the age of eight. Okay. Let's, let's oh, so so 
Yeah, this is powerful right here. Hey, right, y'all, y'all hearing some real time collaboration right here, man. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit more offline, but, um, you know. Oh, me too, too. Oh, to me be, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Me too, right? You know, the world is busy, right? You know what I'm saying? Hold me to it uh, the same way, right? But um, my heart is in the right place, and I know yours is as well, uh, where, um, you know, I'm I'm SQL, I'm Java, I'm some Python, right? I'm SAT, I'm SAS, I'm, right. you know, all that good stuff. So, um, and I'm, I'm data analytics as well, right? So um, we can definitely... Um, create something to where we're giving um, kids very simple knowledge and understanding of whether it be our studio, right? I'm certified in our studio, whether it be, um, you know, you put put me in my bag now, right? Whether it be Jupyter Notebook, right? Um, you're right, and that's a little more security, right? You know, uh, side of the house, some blockchain and things of that nature, right? And creating those blocks and whatnot, you know, um, that gets very technical. So you can understand our skill set. What's that? I say you nerd nine on fights right now. Oh, oh, oh no, fights <laughs> right now. I, I can see the birds tweeting in his head. They just tweeting like, okay, well, y'all done? No, 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 no. Y'all you about to read that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so I'll be monitoring like time and like news at the same time. So I'm constantly yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I, I want your viewers to see that this is real, raw and uncut. And that's yeah. what you told me when I came on the show. And I appreciate that, you know. Uh, none, none of it is rehearsed. No question. Bad. We know what we were talking about. That's important to to to, uh, to capture. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That you know, me and Mario linking up was um, you know, Mike really getting us together and um, being able to talk on that same uh, on that same level and then finding a common interest. You know, um, so you know now we're getting into where we got to cut the recording and have a conversation <laughs> offline, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you because I bone shway with you, man. I really, I, li- I like what you're yeah. doing on me. That's hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, we link in, we connect, you know, um, and then we'll go from there. And uh, I appreciate both of you guys for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. Real talk. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It. Yes, sir. Stay, stay on the line after this real quick, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has okay. been the Reality Show season number two, episode number one with the big homie Mitch, man. I'm your boy E. Fikes. Of course, you know my main man, Rio, always rocking with us. Come back and come and get this knowledge with the boys, man. Come on. Hey, what you got, Rio? What you got? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> and may, may your 220, 221 be better than your 220. Hey, on that note, live, love, life, y'all. Holla. Thank you for listening to the Tinted Reality Show. If you like what you heard from us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, or just say, hey, Alexa, play Tinted Reality Show. We appreciate you all. Peace.